The dawn of Smash Bros. Jack and Rose are back together in Are You Ready for Some Football? This week on 30 Welcome, everybody, to 302010, the Internet's pop culture time machine each week, taking you back 30, 20, and 10 years ago, back in time in regards to news, media, video games, TV. You get it. You get the idea. Uh, Each week, we'll be taking you back in time to 1989, 1999, and 2009, and we'll cover one single week from each of those decades, 30, 20, and 10 years ago. Get it? Ha! This week, we'll be covering January 18th to the 24th. Hello, I'm one of your hosts, Chris Antista. Diana Goodman, Rise of the Lycans. (laughs) It's me, Sarah, and I killed Jennifer Schechter. Oh, and just a heads up, people, we switched over our feeds and we're having trouble reconnecting them to certain things, but if you go to lasertimepodcast.com, you can at least listen or get uh, an RSS link. In the meantime, we're trying to reconnect all those things, but those things are beyond our control. Just want to let you know we know some of you have been having trouble and we're trying to fix that for you. Your pleas have not gone unheard. We want you to listen to where, where you want to listen. Um, also, just a quick shout out since I'm doing needless plugs in the beginning, patreon.com slash laser time supports the whole laser time network, including this show and a bunch of other ones you might like. I do want to recommend this week's episode of Laser Time because it was inspired by us talking about The Last Temptation of Christ last oh, year. Yes. Uh, a Ooh. movie that was air quotes banned mm-hmm. and how we discuss like what does get a movie banned and it turns out in America nothing Mm-mm. really yeah. you, uh, you can you'll just lo- no distribution or yay first amendment yeah but uh but nothing really uh, but a movie oh. can go unseen did you talk about the most banned director of Irish history Terry no. Jones two Monty Python movies were banned in Ireland at one point or another yeah um, sorry every sperm is yeah. sacred got them booted out exactly and Life of Brian for more obvious for obvious reasons, reasons. every sperm is sacred got a movie banned I, I stayed away from mostly religious content but I did going through it I'm like I didn't mention the one banned movie that was banned it did and no one can find anymore but it was a gay porno starring Jesus mm. and from like ah. the late 60s early 70s okay uh, I, I wonder why people are so upset. Anyway, 30, oh. 2010, uh, January 18th to the 29th, starting as we always do in 1989. We want to soak you in with a little bit of news. Did you? Do we remove the football thing from here? Uh, we can talk about it during TV because I have. Oh, thank God! I have so much information about it. <laughs> okay, me too. But I would put it in news. But it, it seemed like a really big week in America, at least. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. George H. W. Bush is sworn in, our first new president since eight years of. Regan? Regan. Regan. Mm-hmm. Ronaldo Regan. Mm-hmm. Uh, but George H.W. Bush, the first one. The good one? <laughs> Are we ready to say that yet? <laughs> um, he has sworn into office this week. I feel like as, we harmonized for a second there. Yeah. <laughs> as we all know, he is Nagadab. Um, Nagadab. Nagadab. <laughs> And also this week, in addition to a Super Bowl, uh, Ted Bundy is executed. Oh, hometown Yay. killer, Ted Bundy. <laughs> yeah, I believe in our, it was big news if you grew up in Tallahassee, because he blew through here for a little bit, killed a couple yep. college students. Murdered some Cayamegas. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, 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 targeted that sorority house and killed a bunch of them. Mm-hmm. On top of uh, 30-ish other women 30-ish. that he raped and murdered. And sometimes he'd come back and rape the bodies. And he was a piece of shit. Fry mm. in hell. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I am against the death penalty, but man, there's some people it's like, yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to get on a podium and protest this guy's death. My childhood mm-hmm. priest was the priest who talked to him before he died. Really? Yeah. 
What would you like for your last meal, you piece of shit? <laughs> Weird. <laughs> yep. Growing up with panhandles. Hold on. I, you, let me get your last meal. <laughs> Lee, you got to do that. He was Irish, you, you actually. Of course <laughs> he, he was. Of course he was. Um, but yes, all that all that is going on right now. It's and I, I do want to say in looking at a lot of this other stuff, I want to say that's dominating the sidekites because the, the releases, some are notable, but most of them are not, especially mm-hmm. the movies. Because yeah. Rain Man is definitely still number one at the box office. Um, and everybody's looking at Rain Man. Seen it twice, even. Um, and But I've never heard of these other movies. In fact, there's, there are more movies this week that I have never heard of. Same here, now that I think about it. That is very, very strange. Yeah, um, yeah well, some of them are like small indie movies that technically were from the last year, and they're just getting the wider release now. Right. Um. Yeah, that's the case, especially in 99 and 09. But yeah, this week we get uh, Red Earth, White Earth, which may or may not be made for TV. Holy shit, that sounds boring. I could not track that down. (laughs) Starring Tim Daly and Genevieve Bouchold, based on a novel about a guy who goes back to the ranch where his family is, and there's Indians and alcoholism and trying to get through to your father. Holy shit, that sounds boring. The title is like a... um... MST3K title. You see? All, right. Like. All right. I'll That's take it. That's kind of what I assumed it was. Uh, well, uh, this seems even more so, or maybe it's like a kung fu porno movie. Hmm. No, it's got Bo Bridges in it. Um, Iron Triangle. <laughs> yep. Uh, well, if it's got Hang Yes Nor in it, then it's almost definitely going to be about Southeast Asia. It's guaranteed it's going to be somewhere in Southeast Asia. No. Whether it's Cambodia or maybe Vietnam War. It's almost definitely Vietnam War. Why do I feel like I've seen this, Diana, but in a 90s movie? You probably have. Mm, but with Bo Bridges in it, too. Uh, let me see if I can get a little, uh, a, little, a little hint of what the Iron Triangle is about from the trailer. Between a young warrior programmed to defend his homeland. What do you fight for? My country called. We shouldn't have. Oh. And an American combat soldier. Why does this American mean so much to you? So he could have killed me, but he didn't. Now these two men are making a daring escape on an incredible journey. Who went in there? To a savage land torn by war. Okay, good narration on that trailer, Martin Sheen. Uh, But (laughs) (laughs) but a a Vietnam movie, and I, I. I think we talked like about this. All Vietnam movies. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, but there's also like a mismatch buddies element, but there's also like humanizing the Vietnamese people, but also not by calling them brainwashed. And why are you over here? I'm just doing my duty. Well, maybe you shouldn't trust your government. Ah, fighting. Maybe we should be best <laughs> friends. It, it, I call you it. You and a, I are a lot alike, buddy. It's the it's the enemy mine of Vietnam movies. Mm. Um, yeah. <laughs> Honestly, uh, that's fair. Yeah. But I really I heard Vietnam and Bo Bridges. And I, is that Joy Luck Club where he like marries a Southeast Asian that he meets in Vietnam? Never mind. Never mind. Uh, we can move past it. That is like all the movies that came out in yeah. uh, 1989. January 18th to the 24th, um, moving into television. Oh, boy. A bunch of TV shows I've barely heard of. Barely, <laughs> barely even heard of. Father Dowling Mysteries. Oh, oh, yeah. Is this a real thing? Yeah. This is a real thing. It ran for years. With, yeah, Tom Bosley, you know, best known as the dad from Happy Days. Mm-hmm. And Tracy Nelson, who's one of the Nelson kids, like Ozzie and Harriet Nelson. And she's a nun, and he's a priest, and they solve uh, really unsympathetic. Really uncomplicated murders. You know, it's murder she wrote. Dripping with well, sexual they have tension. Full time jobs. 
Yeah, uh, it's very much in like that CBS murder she wrote sort of thing or diagnosis murder or whatever. Just old older actors solve unthreatening crimes. It kind of sounds very charming. And uh, I, I'm only using even mentioning this as an excuse to play the theme song to Simon and Simon, which is a show I don't remember at all. But thanks to the greatest moment in television history with John Hamm and Adam Scott recreating That's the intro. That's why I know about that. I watch okay. that video like once a month. It makes yeah. me laugh very, very hard. Mm-hmm. Uh, very, very great song, the Simon and Simon finale. It's one of those 80 shows like, like I don't remember at all. It was even looking at like a clips of it like who could watch this <laughs> this is all filmed in like like a hike away from my house in San Francisco every episode looks the same mm-hmm. no action in an action TV show uh, but it, it was slightly interesting that Simon and Simon sort of got cancelled and it's last episode aired in syndication after like seven years on the air like an impressive run Aww. so like that's why it's airing right now like the last episode on first run network television ran last year oh, wow. but the last two episodes aired in uh, syndication so oh. it, but it's they got a, a for real last episode don't ask me what it's about uh, and it aired in syndication mm-hmm. on January 21st uh, John Malkovich I gotta think for the first time hosts SNL yeah Anita hmm. Baker's the musical guest it's funny when I was doing some research on this too I was looking to see in 2008 I was like to see who also was hosting SNL and they actually ran a rerun of John Malkovich in 2000 and I'm sorry, in 2009 mm-hmm. from his 2008 performance. It was just a rerun that week, but I was like, wait a minute. Oh my God, do we have no, perfect symmetry with this? I gotta, I, I gotta symmetry say, with this? he's not walk-in-esque, but Malkovich is a really good oh, yeah. SNL person. We, I, we, I went actually and I looked at the sketches that they have online because this is also Mike Myers' first episode as a cast member. Ooh, and yeah. so I was trying to find his first appearance, hopefully. I couldn't find it, um, but I did look through a lot of the sketches and... There were two that I was like, oh, man, both of these are great. Um, I The one I did not pick was called uh, You Mock Me, which is basically like... I remember that one. It's so <laughs> funny with like... It's basically um, dangerous liaisons in, a cost, in costumes and everything, but it's oh, just John Malkovich that. accusing people over and over again of, <laughs> you mock me. I mean... Eventually <laughs> people are literally like making faces behind him and he's like yeah. not paying attention to that. He's just like, sir, would you like some tea? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. It's you so mock good. me. But I it just... I just picked this for the sheer silliness of it. And because we talked about this news item a couple mm-hmm. weeks ago, a commercial for Gary Busick, <laughs> Gary Busey's helmet protectors. I just pulled a little <laughs> clip from it. Too silly. But even with them, I'd wear a helmet in case you slipped on the floor or something. Now let's ride. Gary Busey Motorcycle Helmets. Motorcycle Helmet Protectors and Outer Helmet Protector Protectors from the makers of Gary Busey Suits of Armor. <laughs> wow. I just that's... love the phrase Gary Busey's Helmet Protector Protector. That's You should see the escalation of <laughs> that sketch. And it's it. Phil Hartman doing his, his damnedest Gary Busey oh. impression. But it's not fair because, like, seriously, Gary Busey had not become... The weird Gary Busey that That's we know true. him now. That, that happened because of the helmet incident. I was expecting crazier eyes and bigger teeth. <laughs> I definitely want to point out what a different era it was because this is almost a very mean joke mm-hmm. to make it a person who's had a very yeah. serious accident. Mm-hmm. Yes, it's ironic any champion to not wear a helmet. Um, but but still, I don't think SNL would make this kind of joke nowadays. Um, well, they did make fun of, fun of that guy with the eye patch. So That was fun. We've no. all been rebuked. He's a Republican. You can do whatever you want with them. <laughs> Uh, they're basically little tiny kings. Uh, but the big news the very next day, uh, 
Are you ready for some football? Uh, I was at this point. This is like the me waking up, and I only remember it because like I would see the logo and I didn't know what it meant. Mm-hmm. And I heard a kid in class say, "Oh, Super Bowl twenty three and I literally learned how to work Roman numerals from this uh. Super Bowl. Like, and for a long time, I would look at stuff and like Super Bowl twenty three is I I I with two X's in front. Okay, I got it. Like that's how I would remember it. And it's also that weird era, because I lived in San Francisco for a long time, but the 49ers were dog shit. But mm-hmm. when I just started like realizing there was an NFL out there, the 49ers were the shit. Mm-hmm. I think Jerry Rice yeah. got an MVP of the Super Bowl or the year, kicking the shit of the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, you oh, know yeah. more about this now. You're the sports lady. Here, you do it. Well, yeah, we're, we're into the golden age of the 49ers. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they were dominant for years going kind of late 80s into early mid-90s versus Joe Montana's quarterback, and that was Steve Young. Um, The thing I want to talk about is the halftime show, because this is back in the day before halftime shows were good. They kind of credit, like, the Michael Jackson halftime show as being the moment where it's like, oh, yeah, we can do good stuff people want to see. Mm -hmm. This is back when they were a fucking joke. So halftime was something called Bebop Bamboozled. (laughs) Wow. And God bless them. I never even heard of Pop Dust. But Pop Dust talked to the producer of it to explain what it was. And uh, via their article, it says it was a larger than life piece, a larger than life piece of kitsch that featured the world's largest card trick, millions of 3D glasses, and an explosive magician slash Elvis impersonator named Elvis Presto. What the fuck? That was <laughs> on the highest rated event of the year. We had an Elvis yeah. impersonator and a fucking sleight of hand card trick. The heavily sequined Presto, played by a 33-year-old former solid gold dancer Alex Cole, appeared in some eye-popping computer animation, <laughs> bounded from a jukebox at the center of Miami's Joe Robbie Stadium, and had the audience pick a card via applause. <laughs> Jesus. See, I the only thing the only way I even sort of remember this is the Simpsons had a good, like, just throwaway parody. On Super Bowl oh, yeah. halftime shows before that, and I think it was Mr. and Mrs. Pac-Man getting married during the <laughs> halftime show because that was the kind of bullshit uh, you saw while the the big old football players ice their knees and whatnot. Yeah. I don't know what happens during halftime how you actually get better from two halves of football. Well, if it's anything like varsity blues, it mm-hmm. means injecting unknown substances into oh. your knees and then having dramatic speeches or a speech. This is our time. <laughs> no rape. I mean, there is uh, a lot of that. <laughs> uh, well, congratulations, to the forty. Niners. Um, and then, ooh, look at this. On the same night, uh, The Lady in the Highwayman? The Lady in the Highwayman, starring newcomer Hugh Grant. A television show? Very, a TV movie, very, very young baby face Hugh Grant in a very, very silly looking, swashbuckling. <laughs> it's basically a romance novel uh, on screen, and it actually is based on a romance novel. But the name of the oh romance novel is called Cupid Rides Pillion. Jesus. <laughs> I just had to pull it for that because I love I love that title. <laughs> uh, devil of this, but my, 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 my shirt has popped open. Yes. Um, <laughs> oh, my card piece is askance. <laughs> <laughs> You're touching my ass cup. Uh, yeah, I don't do a good Hugh Grant, but not a lot of people do. Uh, but the only other memorable debut of this week is a show I barely remember. Let's see oh. if anybody can get it from the theme song. Remember is come on. He's coach, 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 coach. Yeah, Mr. Incredible. That's fun. His big dumb friend is uh, Patrick Starfish on SpongeBob. That's right. That's why rules. Yep. That's the only reason I think the guy's been doing that longer than Coach. Uh, mm-hmm. But Coach 
Yeah, I don't know fuck about Coach. I get it confused with Evening Shade all the time. My parents watched a lot of Coach growing up, so it's one of those mm-hmm. shows where I don't remember like specific episodes, but that damn theme song is burned into my brain. It's, I, I, again, I love every time I see Incredibles, I'm like, oh yeah, Coach. Yeah. That's what the star of this movie is from, fucking Coach. <laughs> Craig T. Nelson is great. He's kind of great, yeah. He's, he's popped up yeah. in a bunch of little stuff, and he's amazing. Yeah, and every everything, I've always liked everything that he's done. Dude, when he plays a bad guy. When did he play a bad guy? He's played a bad guy a couple times. Yeah, I just can't remember off the top of my head. I really liked him in Parenthood. Mm. But uh, Co- I never watched that. No, Coach was fine. I mean, he's he's good... He's good as a straight man doing slow burns at people, and that's like what this show mm-hmm. is built around. And that he's, uh, he's like an NCAA coach, uh, football coach, and then he's got you know Jerry Van Dyke and Bill Fagerbach as, uh, <laughs> as as you know like his goofy assistant coaches, and so they do goofy stuff, and he fumes about it, and it's funny. I can't remember was this or Evening Shade, where they did a sex ed episode. And because I'm, I was from the fucking bumblefuck South that didn't want to talk about sex ed either, we just watched that episode. And, <laughs> oh and it was, uh, and I, all I remember from it no, is like, and then the sperm terrible. does this and they bring out a volleyball with toilet paper taped to it and he just like flutters it in front of the class. Oh my uh, God. It was this uh, or Evening Shade. I do not remember. That is even more removed than your coach actually <laughs> doing your sex ed, which is what most people get in public school. That's I what ha- I got, man. And it was hilarious. Oh. I had a foot. A football coach who had two daughters who were like 12 and 14. And so every guy in this class got screamed at for (laughs) half an hour every day. About like, hey, guys, they just want one thing and they're going to take that trophy and just put it on the mantle. And when that trophy gets dusty, they go looking for somebody else. Oh, man. Also, here's a diaphragm. (laughs) Oh, a diaphragm. That's pretty progressive. I mean, that's pretty good. Really? Yeah, I... uh, I I think the only thing funnier than getting sex ed from a coach is getting sex ed from a nun, which is what I got. <laughs> oh crap! And you, An ostensible virgin. <laughs> and you put it here, I, I guess. I mean, you shouldn't. <laughs> I, you don't. God would. Cry. But I hear that's how it happens. So. Allegedly. Yeah, but don't. <laughs> Just <laughs> wait for the Holy Spirit. <laughs> but don't do that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, a little bit of coach. I, I just remember it debuting in syndication and like the, my fucking local channel was like, we got coach two times a day and that lasted like six months. I just and it sort quick, of disappeared. I quickly just tried to look up to see if it was streaming because I, I'd i love to go back and revisit some full episodes of it. I'm going to have to look into that a little That's, bit more. You know, I, I was and I was thinking about it because I rewatched Incredibles 2 and Incredibles 2 is a really fun and different movie mm-hmm. whereas... He's mm-hmm. home with the kids the whole time, mm-hmm. and it's very sitcommy. And he's and, yes. and Craig T. Nelson is fucking hilarious in that movie. Yeah, it's really good. Uh, and, he, and this is, I guess, where he got his comedic start. Uh, coach, maybe uh, thirty true. years ago. I, this yeah, week. I'm trying to think of him doing comedy before that, and it pretty much is just poltergeist mm-hmm. for me. That's like the first thing I think of. Yeah, and yeah. I'm, I'm positive before that he'd yeah, pop up as like the sixth lead, you know, like a, right. a side character. Like, I, I don't know that he was in a funny thing before this. It's Oh, wait, I guess he was in Stir Crazy. That's right. He okay. was in Stir Crazy. But he's not a especially it's a pretty small part mm. i feel like you guys have done a laser time on this but people like stars who basically got their mainstream start like well into their like late 30s and 40s probably mm. but it's always an interesting mm-hmm. phenomenon for me because i mean right he's probably like in his 
beyond mid thirties at this point, it's right? It's so difficult to say. Craig T. Nelson looks like he was born a father. That's true. He, he does look like <laughs> your friend's dad. He really does. <laughs> uh, but that is the it for notable television this week, and no notable games this week either. However, music lot to crow about. Rock and Roll Hall of Fame inductees. They're still doing these, mm, I think. Yeah. And uh, was this like the first year? What's going on here? Why are the Rolling no, Stones inducted now? <laughs> I think we're only on the third or fourth year. Yeah, you don't want to. You don't want to put the Rolling think, Stones actually, in right away. Actually, I think '86 was the when it was us covering the first year. So yeah, we're like year four or something. So we're finally getting around to Rolling Stones and Temptations, Otis Redding, Dion, and Stevie Wonder. One of those oh, names I, is not like yeah, the other. I can't really debate. I guess some folks, they don't know who Dion is. Do not. If you understood, then you would say, okay, yes. And well, yeah. as far as new releases go for music, January 18th to the 24th, uh, David Crosby's first solo album in 18 years, Oh Yes I Can. Ugh. And I'm guessing he means <laughs> donate sperm to Melissa Etheridge. Yeah, and then be kind of an asshole. <laughs> and, and, and wreck his liver. Yeah. And then Electric Youth by Debbie Gibson and the debuts, I, I read about this, of Tone Loke. Loked After Dark, is that how you pronounce that? And Skid Row's self-titled album? Yeah, but sure. Tone... I it's supposed to be Loked or Locked. I don't understand. But... Locked After Dark. Tone Loke. But Tone Loke. I love that guy. Dude, that, yeah. was, that guy's fucking, like, he is like the black cake. His talk singing yeah. he just <laughs> has a voice and yeah. talks like this. Funky Comedine. And like, we loved it as little kids. It's like it's one of the first tapes I held in my hand was Stone Loke. I'm pretty sure uh, Wild Thing was on like uh, Jock Jams or something. We yeah. listened to that a lot oh, in middle school. Funky Comedine. Oh, he's great in yeah. Fern Gully. He's like naturally the best voice that he hasn't done <laughs> even more voice acting. Yeah, I, ridiculous. I can't believe. I know I've told this story on a podcast before, but I met Tone Loke once as, <gasps> a, sleazy, as a sleazy teenager. Um, we were eating at a Long John Silver's in Costa Mesa <laughs> by the DMV. We look over and this guy looks just like Tone Loke and he's eating alone. And we're like mm-hmm. just all hyper and being stupid. We're like, oh my God, I bet that's Tone Loke. No, it's not. Shut up. You're racist. You think that's Tone Loke. And then we went over and said, oh, hey, can we have your autograph? He's like, yeah, okay. Yeah, okay. And You're going to eat them crackling. you heard that voice, all of a sudden we get real serious. Like, oh, oh. shit, we were... We were just making fun of you, sir. I'm sorry. Oh. Thank, thank you for your autograph. We're sorry you're eating at Long John Silver's alone in Costa Mesa. Ah, that shit's delicious. Uh, mm. uh, in lieu of you, to- you want some more hush puppies? You can have, <laughs> here have a hush puppy. Sign my hush puppy. Uh, I'm and- sorry we were being jerks. No, but you got to meet Tone Loke. I think that's pretty rad. That's fun. Ace Ventura's Tone Loke, Surf Ninja's Tone I mean, you'd have to go to a state fair to do that usually, right? (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) and you might have to listen to him do music. Yeah. You just got to meet him. That's awesome. I'd rather see him voice stuff. Uh, Yeah, he needs to voice more stuff. Despite how much we talk about Tone Loke, uh, we're going to close out this segment, 1989, uh, with Two Hearts by Phil Collins. That's number one this week. Love this song. We'll stay right there, people. We have a lot more to talk about. And by that, I mean two more decades worth of stuff. So if you want to hear 1999 and 2009, you better stay right here. It's 2019, people, and you should resolve to sleep better. Yes, you spend a third of your life sleeping, so you should be comfy. That's why we're sponsored today by Casper Mattress, the ultra-comfy, hyper-affordable, hassle-free mattress. And you will not believe how little they cost and how easy it is to ship to you for free. 
Better still, you can get $50 towards any new mattress by visiting caspertrial.com slash laser time. Rest assured, seriously, uh, the experts at Casper work tirelessly to make a, quality, make a quality sleep surface that cradles your natural geometry in all the right places. Plus, Casper offers affordable prices because Casper cuts out those middlemen and sells directly to you. Big box stores are going to want to sell you a mattress for thousands of dollars, but Casper starts at much less, around 500. They're offering two mattresses right now, the Wave and the Essential. The Wave features a patent-pending premium support system to mirror the natural shape of your body, whereas the Essential has a streamlined design at a price that won't keep you up at night. There's a reason Casper is the internet's favorite mattress, because you can be sure of your purchase with Casper's 100-night risk-free trial. Sleep on it for 100 nights. Don't like it? They'll come get it, dispose of it, give you a full refund as if it never happened. And yes, shipping and returns are free to U.S. and Canada. So once again, to get $50 towards any new mattress, visit caspertrial.com slash laser time. Would you like exclusive bonus podcast commentaries and more from the Laser Time crew? Then we strongly encourage you to support this show on patreon.com slash laser time. It supports not only this show, but all the rest of the Laser Time Network. You'll get commentaries, play games with the hosts, see exclusive videos first, and receive an uncut weekly ad-free podcast bonus time. Speaking of which, here's a quick taste. I don't think I would have known, had I done what Louis did, that it was a bad thing 10 years ago. There was no one discouraging you. I know what you mean. I know what you mean. As a guy, there was no one discouraging you from using your power. You're not to, touching anybody. Right. You, you know, you're not like, you know, but at the same I guarantee there's a part of his head like he thought he was doing the right was thing. was lower it, uh, like a decade ago. It really was. Yeah. I mean, and right. like, I'm not. It's yeah. wrong. I, I it not, was wrong. And but I, it was, again, I've never done that, but I've also never had any power. So I don't know what it's like to abuse. We're only now talking about abuse of power, whereas a dude, like, you were sort of reinforced for the last. Hundred years that mm-hmm. exploiting your power for sexual benefit was part of having power as a guy, and yeah. like, and it, it, I, I do, I think it's joyous that women are like, yeah, maybe that's not the spoils of fucking. But there's a lot of guys career conquest. There's a lot of dudes out there in power who mm. that would not have even entered into their right. head to do. Tom so... Hanks, that's the only guy you're talking about. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> and Tom Cruise, who is you know asexual. We've all decided he's mm-hmm. asexual. Yeah, his <laughs> his only love. His only sexual love is for film. You think Barack Obama's ever made a woman feel weird? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Probably. <laughs> it's a, it's a, it's Probably. a sliding scale, y'all. You Where look great there, sweetie. Like, <laughs> sorry. That was my best Obama. <laughs> <laughs> there once was a man from Nantucket. <laughs> Get Bonus Time, a weekly uncensored and commercial-free podcast every Tuesday, starting for just $5 on Patreon.com slash LazerTime. Wiping a tear from my eye. <laughs> not only is this Have You Ever by Brandy, it's knocking Celine Dion and R. Kelly off of the charts. Oh. We have survived no. R. Kelly, everyone. Yes. There's only a few of Yay. us left. <laughs> but I, proud. It, someone did bring up on the LTC that Celine Dion has taken that song down from every streaming platform, or really? she's starting to do that now. Yeah. Oh, sweet. Was he a guest on his album or her album? That means it's like her song, yeah, so she so. can kick his ass I think, off. I think so, yeah. Oh, good move, Celine. Yeah, but 
the Brandy song we just heard really brings me back to some never been kissed eighth grade Sarah feelings <laughs> of like really longing after <sighs> some my eighth grade crush. Tucker. No, 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 thank God. I was about to name check him. But <laughs> Do it. Maybe you can reconnect. It. Oh, It'll be great. <laughs> Uh, we'll get some more podcast content. Jesus, Lord knows we need it at the Laser Time Network. Uh, but that's, yeah, Brandy is number one again. Like, uh, she's come back to the charts to knock down uh, Selene on R. Kelly. We also have new releases. Uh, Will Oldman's first album under the name of Bonnie Prince with I See a Darkness. Uh, Bonnie Prince Billy, Billy. sorry. Uh, Made Men by Silk the Shocker and up, 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 <laughs> by uh, Ani DeFranco. Did I say it right? <laughs> Is that not what it's supposed to be pronounced? I think you got it right. Ani DeFranco. I am a humongous Ani DeFranco fan, but I appreciate that interpretation of it. Is there a song in there? I have to know how it's how it's pronounced now. Let us know in the comments, people. Or in the Laser Time Facebook community. I believe it's six up, so I just wonder, they're like, okay, we're going to release this new album. It's going to be called Up, 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 Up. Like, no, that doesn't have it. No. Keep working on it, guys. Yeah, we need a better that. title. Yeah. We need more ups. Uh, mad ups. It was the 90s. Uh, it's like, but, I want that put out a confusing album a couple weeks ago. <laughs> Why can't I? <laughs> uh, we are in the middle of June. We're, we're at the end of June, or January. January 18th mm-hmm. to 24th, 1999, if that uh, music new release wasn't good enough. Uh, indicator of that, but I did see that um, John Stewart he leads the Daily Show to an all-time high of six hundred thousand viewers, which is just so oh odd when God. you like basic wow. cable numbers of twenty years ago. Nothing to sneeze at, but I do have you. We Laser Time has YouTube videos with more views than that. Uh, <laughs> but that's how many people are watching the Daily Show, and I don't know what that means exactly. Because like I said, in the, listen to the last episode if you want to hear hear us exalt John Stewart in the Daily Show. But um, yeah, I watch that like. Maybe one, more than once every day, mm-hmm. I would watch The Daily Show. Um, but moving to movies of 1999, January 18th to the 24th, Varsity Blues is still number one at the box office, whether or not you want his life or not. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's some other. New I want <laughs> those numbers. <laughs> there's some other new movies. I, oh, I can't wait to talk about that one. Oh, it sucks. But uh, Glory um, with uh, Sharon Stone. And George C. Scott and Kathy Moriarty and some other people. Sharon Stone's Gloria. How about that? Nikki, I'm Gloria. From director Sidney Lumet. I got this kid. You know, my kid. His whole family said he's got nobody, so I get stuck with him. Comes a story of a boy. Do you like me? Yeah, kid, I like you. All alone in the world. I want my mommy. I want my puppy. Just breaks your heart. And the woman. You're not a mother. Who meant the world to him. I want to do the right thing. Sharon Stone, Gloria. If you wanted me to, I could be your mother. I don't think every little thing he does as magic works at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I don't think that this movie works. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, this is a remake of a John Cassavetes film from 1980 starring Jenna Rollins, who we'll be talking about in a few minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, other reviews were just sort of like, eh. And I like Sidney Lumet. I like pretty much every other Sidney Lumet movie more than this. It's just, this is just sort of eh. That's like, that's like what he did in this point in his career is like like take actors who didn't normally act in movies like this. Because uh, he did it with Vin Diesel in the next de- decade. Yeah. Hmm. yeah. Um, and I, I do have to say, we talked about the movie The Mighty. Mm-hmm. And everything mm-hmm. I said about that might have been Gloria. Uh, so I'm not going to talk about this again because I was I might have been confused. I'm pretty sure I called the Mighty a remake, a movie that's out of the shelves for a couple of years. Yeah, might have been Gloria. Okay, 
Uh, um, I yeah, definitely we're saw deep, this. We're deep in the period that like Sharon Stone is trying to prove she's a real actor. Yeah. I don't have to show and my breasts and everything. She doesn't have to prove that she is a real actor. Right. Oh my god, she is so fucking great in Casino. Yeah, but I don't know if she can carry movies like this. Yeah, I, th- I think they were they were some. I think somebody had the foolish idea she was like a Julia Roberts, like can just launch a movie on her own. And I'm like, right. I don't think she's that. I think there's a ton of people. in there. The Midwest are probably pretty frightened of Sharon Stone, yeah. given what they know about her. Uh, but but if a hard pivot into Ringu 2, a movie I believe I've seen. Uh, I know I've seen the Ring, Ringu and mm-hmm. the Ring and yeah, whatever the same. Ring sequel is. And I'm pretty sure I, saw, I was I was a little movie snob here, so I was trying to see the J-Horror mm-hmm. stuff when I could. But like when you were stealing it or getting it on shitty transfers on DVD and they were dark, God, it looked like garbage. And those movies already are pretty dark. Dimly lit, yes, so it, it looks, is hard it looks so to see bad. what's it happening. It looks so bad when you would import stuff in this era. If I could just yeah. bitch about that for a second, and I'd go over to my friend's house, so I could, ooh, his dad, so, like, got a refurbished sixty-inch television with digital rear projection, and like, which this thing doesn't exist because it's too fucking dark to see anything. It has like little, what little lines over the the right. screen like it was like what an unpleasant way to watch a fucking movie with a bad transfer, mm-hmm. and that's how we would watch this shit. So uh, Ringu Two was out there. We did. We did. I know our buddy Greg wrote an article for Laser Time about um, some the best J horror recommendations for Halloween last year. So maybe give that a Google if you want to learn more about that. Because I think Ringu Two is on there. Uh, My name is Joe. Is also out this week, which hopefully Diana knows more about. <laughs> okay, so this is this is amazing. So My Name Is Joe is a Ken Loach film, which means it's about depressing british people and their problems Hmm. um and his movies are always very good about depressing british sometimes irish people and their problems what makes my name is joe spectacular is it takes place in glasgow where they have an accent that's even harder than the rest of scotland's accent to understand (laughs) so this is a movie made in britain in english that is released in the u.s with subtitles (laughs) wow i love that Uh, and i remember seeing it and just being like Oh my God. Like they're talking about on Cisco and Eva. They're like, that's right. It's got subtitles because Jesus Christ, you can't understand them. And I'm like, wait, it wasn't that bad, was it? So I went back and I found a clip. You decide. I don't want to mind you. I just want to get it undone. What are you talking about? Got that one. Only want the money. You told me you stopped dealing. I stopped when I went inside. But I still owed them 500 quid. But they just forgot all about that until this happened. What happened? Sabino's in fifteen hundred quid. Jesus Christ! How can Sabino on fifteen hundred quid? <laughs> I can get like every other word. Wow! I mean, I'm yeah. I, I'm kind of getting it from context. I feel right. like <laughs> I know there's money on the line. Everyone looks yeah. very serious. Dealing well, something about dealing, but that De- might be from the oh, tracksuit. <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah, no, guys- and it's a really good movie, and and Peter Mullen won a bunch of acting awards for it because he's like this recovering alcoholic and dealing with all these you know super working class problems and drug dealers and stuff and it's very good but man if those subtitles are not on i beg you turn them on (laughs) oh lord oh Oh. i watch every everything with subtitles actually to the point where you've had to tell me to turn them them off you're like spoiling dialogue for yourself i've gotten to the point now with comedies i will turn it off with comedies but yeah i'm Kind of lazy about that. Okay. And so, like, last week when I was doing all my Daily Show research, mm-hmm. it was interesting to hear Jon Stewart talk, because he didn't know that if the Daily Show would succeed or not. He felt pretty unwelcome when he walked through the door. It was just, uh, I don't think it was, it was like, maybe a three-year contract. He's like, yeah, I thought I was going to have a, I thought I was going to have a career being, like, you know, seventh build in 
comedy movies. And I remember I only, and he's like, but the big movie I just done dancing about architecture hadn't come out yet. And the only reason I knew what that right. movie was called, cause I wanted to see John Stewart again, cause I loved this show. And that movie, I think spent a year on the shelf and came out under the name playing by heart. I don't know Aww. which title is more obnoxious to be honest. I like the first mm. one better dancing yeah. by architecture. I mean, they're both male kryptonite, but, <laughs> but, uh, this is what what would you call it? like a kind of a anthology love actually Mother's Day Valentine's Day kind of things. It's just like seven yeah. different couples, including Sean Connery. Who the fuck was he teamed up with in 1999? Who wants General to be Rollins? with a Connery? Jenna Rollins. There's Jenna Rollins. <laughs> I mean, I could have said Angelina Jolie, and you could have screamed. But <laughs> <laughs> I mean, no, it's someone actually mostly age appropriate. And, and, and yeah. is it is it? Gillian Anderson and John Stewart are teamed up together. They're the ones on a yep. date. Yeah. Uh-huh. And, yep. uh huh. And she's out of your league, buddy. <laughs> Give up. Funny guys always, you know, they do it for smart ladies. Yeah, they, 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 yeah. That's true. Yeah, that it's is weird. true. But I'm sorry, but but you know, she's in the FBI. She travels a lot. That's true. Yeah, it's just I, I'm living proof. Women don't care about looks. It's wonderful. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but. Um, I also dated someone, speaking of which, who watched this movie like every other day. So I hate it. Oh. And I don't, I, I've tried Fair to enough. force it all from my memory. So let's see if I can jog it a little with this clip. My city of Los Angeles. Room 2735. This, this is Robinson. It's my favorite movie, too. Where everything important happens behind closed doors. In case you're planning on being gentle tonight, don't be. Where connecting is never easy. How about a movie? I don't date. I don't have a witty comeback for that one. <laughs> and where romance can strike when you least expect it. You know, I'm not just asking you to dinner as a preemptive strike against litigation. Anybody who can say preemptive strike against litigation deserves a dinner companion. These four couples seem to have nothing in common. You want to know why I didn't sleep with Wendy? <laughs> I am all ears. Mouthy. That's what. <laughs> That's what. Oh, Sean Connery, why aren't you dead? Uh, but playing by heart, I don't know. I haven't seen this in forever. I fucking hated it. I kind of feel like I want to go home and watch it now. Because it feels a little, it's one of the things that feels a little more like a TV show anyway. Because it would be on in my lady's house all the time mm-hmm. while I was like preparing mm-hmm. shit. So it, know, somewhere else in the episode now with different characters. I don't yeah. know how they relate yet. I kind of like that though. I like that stuff. Yeah, I don't hate yeah, it. I like bigger ensemble stuff, but this just, it feels just too trite. And cute. I mean, all the reviews are sort of like, it's fine. Yeah. yeah. In sort of like a love actually way where it's, I feel like if I turned it on, I wouldn't be able to stop watching even if I wasn't enjoying myself. Mm-hmm. But you got to sit there and wait for your favorite couple to come back on screen. It's bullshit. Anyway, <laughs> the high low country is also out this week, which see, it sounds a lot more interesting because it has mm-hmm. Sam Elliott in it and Penelope Cruz God and Patricia Arquette and Woody Harrelson and, and what up from Billy Crudup. Yeah. He's in the movie too. Uh, yeah. High low country. It's a waste. He's my best friend, and there ain't nothing I wouldn't do for him. Your friend is stealing a man's wife. One look at her, you know she's worth the risk. Hell, risk may be the best part of it. Somebody's gonna gun him down. I don't intend to let that happen. Times get hard. I see you boys coming begging. What about I stomp enough that I'll get a fertilized Texas? Oh, God, I want to fuck Sam Elliott. Oh, my God. Everyone Ugh. in this movie can get it, including yeah. Penelope Cruz. Well, of course. Why Obviously. hasn't Woody Harrelson been in more Westerns? I, don't I mean, know. is it just that there aren't a lot of Westerns? 
Yeah, this perhaps. Is, this is a good movie. This is, I mean, it's not a great movie. It's mm-hmm. not a go out of your way to watch movie, but I watched it and I thoroughly enjoyed it. But then I love Westerns. Hmm. I don't so love Westerns and this might be the one to get me on board. That's true. Yeah. Everybody is very good looking. Mm-hmm. But but no Sam Elliott mustache, though. Oh, the, the I know. The mustache that has magical powers. That's the Difficult one drawback. Oh, I want to feel the sick. I want to feel it tick them up her lip as we get close together. <laughs> oh, I love you, Sam Elliott. Have you guys, actually, just mm. on the topic of Sam Elliott, did, have you guys seen Star is Born? Yes. <laughs> okay, so I'm watching Star is Born and I'm thinking. Is it just me? Does Bradley Cooper sound like Sam? He's doing a Sam Elliott impression. Uh, thousand and then percent. Sam Elliott walks in and he's like, "Howdy, I'm his way older brother." And yes. I was like, "Oh, okay, brother." I was right. Yeah. And then they have, sorry, spoiler, have a long conversation about how um, Bradley Cooper stole his voice, and it's like yes. literally stole his Lit- voice. Uh, <laughs> like, we're using literally in the most correct sense. Does, <laughs> like, does it end with just a couple sound clips of a fucking Carl from Sling Blake? Mm-hmm, I mm-hmm, mean, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that's what, <laughs> yeah, that's what it sounded like during the love scenes between Lady Gaga. And- <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'll get that joke when I see the movie. Uh, yeah. But no, anyway, but High Low Country, if you like Westerns, I don't know why it's sort of been forgotten and why it got dumped in January because it's, it's pretty good. What about Still Crazy? Another this a secret movie that is quite good. Um, it's fun that this is coming out the same week as the Golden Globes, which we'll talk about in a minute. Because this got nominated for best comedy and wasn't out even in the U.S. and had not been marketed or anything. And everyone was like, "The fuck is this? Who? What? Who? Who is this nominee? What is this crap?" Because it's like all all the other nominees are like Shakespeare in Love and Patch Adams, mm-hmm. and there's something about Mary, and it was. Like, what the hell is still crazy? I've never even heard of it. Hmm. And then it finally comes out, you know, this week and people go see it because it's, they see it at the awards and they're like, Oh shit, that was really fun. And then uh, Chris goes on to never hear about it. What the fuck? I was paying a lot of yeah. attention here. It just disappeared. Basically. Okay. Talking about love actually again. Mm-hmm. Imagine if Bill Nye's like rock star character had his own movie. Really? I really like where Bill he Nye. gets, where he gets his old band back together yeah. and they're a bunch of old dudes. Okay, now the title makes a bunch more sense. I just I saw still crazy in Stephen Ray. I'm like, this doesn't make sense. This guy can't be in a comedy. But <laughs> Billy Connolly and Billy Nye, I'm a little more convinced. Let's hear a little bit of that. They were called Strange Fruit. Strange Fruit. Been fruits a long time. So which fruits which then? Well, I'm posh fruit. And they were one of the greatest bands of the 70s. Yeah, we hated each other in the end. Oh, height's a bit heavy. <laughs> That was then. This is now. How's business? Slow. The only thing I have of value is this. What is it? Jimi Hendrix's tooth. I can't stop watching this. Now I really want to see this guy. Yeah. So last week when we were in between our breaks when we were Mm -hmm. recording, I asked you, Diane, I was like, is this worth a watch? Because it seems great. And you said yes. Mm -hmm. And I last night, I finally had time to sit down and start it. And I was doing that thing where I was like looking at my phone. I was doing research. And it was like so good that I was like, I don't have time to actually watch it. Like I actually, oh, I shit. I need to actually pay attention to this. So this one, I like, I watched the first 10 minutes. I was like, this is too good. I'm going to have to save it and actually watch it. And it's on Prime. (laughs) So you can watch it. Yeah. All right, see, every I saw the title. I'm like, I don't care for that Richard Pryor, Gene Wilder movie. And it's uh-huh. in stir crazy. Mm. 
My bad. Did we talk about Coming that again. already? Um, we just we just mentioned that with Craig T. Nelson. Mm, well, it all fits together, people. Oh, this is, put this in like some trilogy of Diana's favorite '70s rock comedies. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it came out in the '90s, yeah. but whatever. Yeah, it's like it sort of it made a splash. People went and saw it, and of course they're like, maybe it's the next Full Monty, and no, no, it wasn't. You know, nothing because mm-hmm. that was gigantic, and this is just really cute and fun and worth watching it's just yeah a bunch of uh, british character actors growing their hair along and, and being idiots and that's always fun that is super fun I, i've only seen stephen ray in the most depressing roles in the most depressing and serious movies <laughs> mm-hmm. i can't imagine a comedy face, he he looks like he looks put so upon hang dog yeah he, he looks like a human basset hound <laughs> he's so sad <laughs> uh but let's move on to television 1999 january 18th to the 24th uh, right off the top, something I barely knew existed uh, concludes. Toonsylvania. Remember I had talked all that shit about not being able to see those great Spielberg, Warner Brothers cartoons like Freakazoid and mm-hmm. uh, Hysteria because they all moved to the WB. Well, they didn't all go to the WB because Steven Spielberg kind of fucked around with his Amblin company and created DreamWorks. And DreamWorks' first uh, animated cartoon with Steven Spielberg Presents is Toonsylvania. A cartoon from Bill Cop, a guy who did a bunch of Roger, great Roger Rabbit shorts and uh, Eek the Cat and all that stuff. Toonsylvania. It's a hmm. gothic comedy Frankenstein. I, I never saw it. I never saw it, but it was. It only lasted two seasons on Saturday morning uh, on Fox, but I, I could have seen it, and that mm-hmm. bothers me. And it concluded today that Steven Spielberg Renaissance is officially over in terms of animation. Uh, but should we, uh, should we save this the Golden Globes for last? Sure. Let's for last. Yeah. Uh, so I pulled this, so on uh, January 22nd, Boy Meets World as part of TGIF airs one of the saddest, most, what the fuck, I can't believe how sad this is, like, episodes of Boy Meets World, I feel like. So like, you know what this is and I don't. Yeah, From the okay. title, does it involve his dad? Yes. Okay. Okay, so Sean uh, you know, kind of is the is the friend. It's played by Ryder Strong. We've seen him drink upwards of one beer. Yeah, he's the bad boy. <laughs> bad boy. He had a problem. Mm-hmm. And yeah, at, and his brother like never really had their dad in the picture. And I guess he was like kind of a maybe a grifter character or something like that. But he shows up oh. and is oh, like, want me, it's gonna be you know we're gonna really you know be a family again. And then promptly has a heart attack. Oh. And then he's in the hospital. And so I pulled the clip from the like heartfelt conversation between Ryder Strong and his father in the hospital. And there is some real sadness acting here. I mean, the Boy Meets World wasn't afraid to do it. They went there. And I was like, kind of shocked. I'm real screwed up. (laughs) I come watching myself do these things that I hate. And I can't stop them. Couldn't you just stick around? Wasn't I good enough for you? No, Sean. Wasn't good enough for you. I need you, Dad. I need you too, son. And this time, boys, I'm staying. I'm not going anywhere. Not this time. And guess what? He fucking dies. He has another heart attack and dies at the end of the episode. <laughs> oh. it, it didn't even have the full house like awe moment when they embrace. No. 
which makes it even sadder. Like it, it makes it that much more well, stark. I love listening to it because it's got that like. It, it, if you just flip to it, you think, why are they showing a soap opera? Mm-hmm. I just hear the buzzing of the lights on the set. Yeah, and between. the rustling of clothes on yeah. Mike. Yeah, because yes. uh, he's in. Chet is the dad. He's in the hospital bed. He has a heart attack. Mm-hmm. He's played by um, Blake Clark, who you've seen in like a bunch of yes. stuff. Not like, John Goodman, everywhere. which he looks like from a profile. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And then he just dies at the end of another heart attack. And the name of the episode is We'll Have a Good Time Then. We'll Have a Good Time. Oh. Then. Like it's, it's a. Jeez. I mean, I just. Oh. I needed to make a note of this because it was really, really trying to hit us all right in the feels in 99. And mm. I think it did it. I think it got there. Oh, goodness. <laughs> <laughs> Whew. Uh, Anyways. But, yeah. But then two days later, we have the ABC uh, TV movie, A Saintly Switch, with Vivica A. Fox and Dag, David Allen Greer, who I love so much, directed by Peter Bogdanovich. Wow. Okay. That's weird. (laughs) And it's just a fun looking body swap um, movie where basically the (laughs) husband and wife are like, your job is so easy. No, your job's so easy. And then something happens and they switch bodies. Yeah. I tried to find a promo for it, but the only one I could find was in Spanish. But there were like two fart jokes in the first 15 seconds. (laughs) I mean, that's what Peter Bogdanovich is famous for. (laughs) (laughs) Hardy laugh at a Diana. I, I learned about Peter Bogdanovich backwards. Uh, you mean mm. to tell me Melfi's therapist on The Sopranos mm-hmm, actually mm-hmm. directed some of the most critically re- reveal, revealed movies of all yeah. time? Oh, he did. Uh, and then he kind of fell off and made a bunch of garbage. But yeah. I, I actually saw his new movie this weekend, uh, his documentary on Buster Keaton, and it was fucking fantastic. Mm. The Great Buster. Uh, definitely see that when it probably hits Amazon Prime. But if you can see it in the theater, might yeah. as well do that. that. Sam and I always have that conversation of, Oh wait a minute! I forgot that Tom Cruise's friend in Eyes Wide Shut is actually an is actually a director, Sidney Pollock. Yeah, because that's the kind of the same thing with me. Is like I just always thought of him as the guy from Eyes Wide Shut. No, Peter Bogdanovich has mostly acted in the last two decades, but he was a kind of a renegade director, buddy to Orson Welles. But Mm -hmm. now he's directed a documentary about Buster Keaton. That thank God. Has Johnny Knoxville in it? It's oh, it's, oh, great. It's, it's good. I think that's yeah. exactly who should talk about Buster Keaton. Yeah. Um, but dang. speaking of westerns, where everyone in it can get it. <laughs> <laughs> Another TV movie called Outlaw Justice mm. uh, oh. was also airing on the twenty fourth. So take your pick. This one's starring Willie Nelson, Chris Christopherson, Travis Tritt, and Waylon Jennings. So just basically a bunch of country singers oh yeah. wanted to be in a Western yeah, a together. a bunch of coked up country singers. <laughs> Dicks don't work. Yeah. Like, like <laughs> That's oh, what you're into. Oh, come on. We know Willie's drug of choice. What are you talking I about? Suppose, that's I true. suppose. That's true. He was the most mellow one. But yeah, I pulled a little clip from the promo just because it's it looks pretty fun. This sounds fucking awesome. I just, I just hang out to take care side. of this myself. Chris Christopher is in his torrents. This town's on the wrong side of ugly. The bank robber in black. You ain't got the itch again, do you? Always have the itch. Willie Nelson is Lee. You, Bryce, come to help bury your father. The gentleman gunslinger. I thought you were dead. Not that I know of. Man, my name should have been the gentleman gunslinger. <laughs> Picked the wrong one. And if you're playing the same game I was this weekend, uh, Willie Willie Nelson's probably going to have a little Spotify resurgence. I don't want to mm. spoil anything, but uh, yeah, it was nice to hear him in a in a 2018 thing. Okay. Um, mm. 
Yeah. But the Golden Globes were also on the 24th. The Golden Globes. We didn't talk about the Golden Globes because it's very weird at this point. I've never been able to see that trio documentary about how the Golden Globes are a farce and full of shit hmm. and are, yep. are not real awards and are just bribes to people who aren't real journalists. And now we've forgotten all about that and they're just real awards now. <laughs> and yeah. They are a more fun award show, I think, because they reward everything. Yeah. People are a little more yeah. casual. And, mm-hmm. and they let celebrities drink. And yes. and they have a comedy category, uh, even though yes. sometimes it goes to things like The Martian. Uh, yes. Like it's great, the funny, all these funny people in the movie who weren't funny at all in the funniest movie according to the Golden Globes. Yeah, Kristen Wiig yeah. in that movie. Yeah, uh, well, I mean, in this case, for musical and comedy, they threw in Mask of Zorro, so it's like musical or comedy or action. Yeah, what? which I think that should be a category. Yeah. I think the Oscar category. Totally agreed. Totally, uh, not the category they were talking about adding, which I don't know if they did. Like popular movie oh, like dude oh, just yeah they walked that back immediately and i will say with looking at just glancing at it now shakespeare and love saving private ryan i've probably watched the truman show more and it didn't really win anything at the oscars hmm. and uh than, than any of these yeah. movies but i really like the truman show it's a very good film it's excellent but i'm just glad the prayer by celine dion and andrea quest for camelot oh, won best song Sorry, i was i <laughs> listened to that soundtrack so much really yes more celine dion in the show god damn it she's everywhere anyways <laughs> we try to run they won't let us is it is it even better than when you believe by whitney houston mariah carey from the prince of egypt soundtrack come on guys was that even in the movie i have to say i've listened to uninvited by alas morissette from the city angels soundtrack Oof, that soundtrack can go fuck like itself two days ago i listened to that soundtrack mm. uh but i forget they also award television stuff and the practice wins drama adam McBeal wins comedy Best actor, Dermot Mulroney, uh, Michael J. Fox for Spin City. And Clint, Clint, no. Oh, Dylan Mulroney. McDermott, my bad. I just I saw one word and gave up. Dylan McDermott Mulroney. Um, I, I wonder, with David E. Kelly getting best drama and best comedy, has that ever happened before Ooh. where a show has created Holy both shit. of the All top right. category winners? Yeah. That's, I mean, you can't. there's nothing impressive. even on the list to compare it to. Yeah, that's pretty insane. Yeah, I don't know. I, don't, I have no idea. But from the Earth to the Moon gets an award, and as I forget, the Golden Globes has so many awards. God damn it! Mm-hmm. It's pretty much anything but music. But can I talk about video games for a second, please? Because it's yeah. uh, kind of, I think, what's one of the biggest video game franchises of all time, especially right now. <laughs> Super Smash Brothers sixty four makes its debut Ooh. today, almost five years to the day of the fifth, or almost. 20 years to the day of the fifth game. Hmm. And that's Nintendo for you. Like, we'll give you a game every five years. Mm-hmm. These other people give you a game every year, every two years, every five years. Uh, Smash Brothers, which I swear, if this game came out in any other era, we would think it's insane. Why the fuck is Mario punching Princess Peach? And why are we cheering <laughs> this on? Uh, but this is the this was during... Actually, this is at the end of the fighting, the fighting game heyday, and it has an interesting story of, like, uh, Sakurai, like... Wanting to make a fighting game with Nintendo characters and like, but they'll never give me permission to do this. So he just went and made it and fixed it and presented it well and like, well, this is undeniably good and this will undeniably sell. And it did. It sold like 5 million copies. One of the best selling games in the entire Nintendo 64 platform. Super Smash Brothers and it would go on to I think I think it's the one of the best selling games that's not Mario Kart on every single Nintendo platform. But mm-hmm. a fighting game featuring Nintendo characters and if you were around like I was, you'll never forget that first commercial because it's a bunch of people in suits because that was the late 90s. That's what they did. 
Uh, and then Mario, Yoshi, and Donkey Kong just start beating the fuck out of each other. Uh, it's a good <laughs> As commercial. You do. Introducing Super Smash Brothers, where all your favorite characters go toe-to-toe in one four-player star-studded slam fest, only on Nintendo 64. Yeah, Donkey Kong conking Pikachu with a hammer. I think if this game hadn't come out in 1999, we'd be like, no, don't do that, Nintendo. That's too much of a weird concept. Mm. Now it's one, of the, it's one of the things most people look forward to with any new Nintendo platform. You get one Smash Brothers game mm-hmm. per Nintendo platform. We just got Ultimate. It makes... And it makes such a big deal about, like, what character is going to be in it. Right. Oh, it's that guy. It's a big serious murder machine from the serious game. And now he's going to punch Pikachu. You're right. And like, okay. So at the, the Smash Brothers we just got with Ultimate has 74 characters. Wow. Mega oh Man, Sonic. God. Oh, my God. Ryu and Ken, Mario, Luigi, Princess Peach. Like, it, multiple Samuses, multiple Links and Zeldas. It, it's, it's all over the place. Solid Snake, this game... 12 characters four mm. of them were unlockable that is it and one woman considering what you consider jigglypuff i don't i didn't bother mm. to check uh but like mm. 12 characters and because it's nintendo and it's like they want to make it clear it's not mario and mario punching yoshi they're toys manipulated by a hand which would go on to become master mm. hand which you still uh. fight in smash brothers games the conceit was that Oh, these are okay. toys. They always okay. do do shit like that when they do serious crossovers. Because God forbid, any these characters invade each other's universe. God intended you take it too fucking seriously. But Smash Brothers is out, I think, in Japan this week, and that's that's definitely it's, it's, it's not a lot out this week. But there's nothing more notable than a new Smash game. Mm-hmm. But that is 1999 in a nutshell for you, everyone. January 18th to the 24th. Uh, we will close out with The Flame Still Burns uh, by Strange Fruit from the Still Crazy soundtrack. And when we see you again, we will be in 2009. Stay right there. And in time, it's all a sweet mystery When you shake the tree of temptation This week on Laser Time, the Internet's seventh leading pop culture podcast, the gang is tackling a brand new topic. So you have Black Bro Jones. You also have like stuff like Black Caesar, which Black yeah. Caesar was originally written for a white cast. Mm-hmm. Really? And yes. So when they were touring around, mm-hmm. Black Exploitation gets really big, make another black, you know, crime drama movie. Wow. Mm-hmm. I think that's uh, what Fred Williamson? Yes. Mm-hmm. But I can't I know his face so well, but I can't remember why. What else have, have I seen him in? Uh, over the well, years? Fred Williamson was in a lot. And Is it Dust Till Dawn? Yes, that's mm-hmm. it. That's what yeah. I'm thinking of. And uh, a title I can't say. <laughs> uh, a few titles you can't say, actually, <laughs> uh, if I recall boss, correctly. Boss something. Yeah. Uh, uh, I will not say it as well. You don't want to be the Jackie Robinson of the N-Word? I absolutely don't. And, <laughs> the show? But I'd like to say right now, I don't think it's okay for you to say it. Uh, well. Unless you give me carte blanche to use it all the time. Absolutely not. <laughs> God damn it, this never works out. <laughs> Tried uh, it a million works. times, doesn't work Never out. works. That's Laser Time. New every Monday on LaserTimePodcast.com, iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcast. Hello, Mr. 
Chris's internet and all the ships at sea, it's time for Diana's Classic Corner. We look even further back in time this week to see if there's anything worth a watch in. And for the week of January 18th through the 24th, yep, we got a solid recommendation. Yay, I love when that works out. Uh, 75 years ago this week, January 19th, 1944, saw the release of Preston Sturgis's The Miracle of Morgan's Creek, um, which is a movie that the title doesn't tell you what it's about, and it's very confusing that way, but Preston Sturgis is pretty much always a lock for me, because he does wacky comedy, but that usually has like a point to it, or some heart, or some fun stuff, and so, uh, yeah, Miracle in Morgan's Creek, which was actually held for a couple of years, and I'm not really sure why, but it was finally released in 44. Um, it's about this girl, because it's still during World War II, obviously, it's about this girl who, like, gets drunk and marries a soldier before he ships out, but she used a fake name, and he used a fake name, because they were so trashed, and so she doesn't know who it was that she married, but also now she's pregnant. And wackiness ensues with, like, the other guy in town who really likes her and is like, I, I could take over for being the dad stuff. And it's it's just sort of this small town goofiness. Yeah, it's just, just goofy. <laughs> it's goofy, but fun goofy. Uh, it's in the National Film Registry, so apparently historical preservationist snob types really like it. Um, it's always a good endorsement. I'm trying to watch every movie in the registry, and I'm uh, like 70% there. It's, it's a couple, couple hundred movies, man. Um, but uh, yeah, I think I'll throw that out. And... If that doesn't appeal to you, I can also throw out uh, 55 years ago this week, Zulu came out, which is uh, a good action movie. Um, you know, it's kind of the Alamo, but against Zulu warriors. And um, it's got Michael Caine in it. We just mentioned won the Golden Globe for Little Voice. So if you want something more masculine, I guess go with that. But Miracle of Morgan's Creek is, is damn cute. I really like it. And that's it for this week. Stay classic. I see your dirty face Coming in with Let It Rock by uh, Kevin Rudolph, featuring Lil Wayne. I think this is like Lil Wayne's time when he really, he made that rock album mm-hmm. and just, just stretching his legs a little. He's having his Puff Daddy mm-hmm. period. Yeah. I can do other things. I don't I, mind it, to be honest. Yeah, I can it's sample pretty- my own rock music. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> welcome to 2009, everyone. Yes, we have new releases in music. Um, to Lose My Life by White Lies is out this week, as is A Noble Beast by Andrew Bird. Crying Light by Anthony and the Johnsons. Uh, we are there. Why are there mountains by Symbols E Guitars? Uh, Fiction Family self-titled debut. The Empyrean by John Frusciante. Fame, Fortune, and Fornication by Real Big Fish. Always hilarious. Uh, Time waits for No Slave by Napalm Death and Alex by Sepultura. I think I got through the pronunciation. You did. I'm uh, astounded. Every, yeah, that's what happens. Yeah. yeah usually, ha- usually I only I I. I I, I'm not on my first beer three segments into 30, 2010. That, mm. that does happen. Speaking of which, cough. Did hear that? <laughs> uh, Just Dance by Lady Gaga is still number one. Mm. Yeah, I fucked that one up on purpose. Uh, but yes, we have a little, little bit of news to bring you into 09, 2009. Not the least interesting segment. Don't say that. You're nostalgic for 09. You just don't know it yet because uh, you, most of you are going to be nostalgic for this. On uh, June 20th, Barack Obama was sworn in as the 44th. 
January 20th. What? You have a real like brain stick with that. I don't know. I have to read the most. Uh, it's the worst. No, it's true. <laughs> like I Take it. Take it from me. Sworn is the 44th, pre- 44th president, uh, and that is significant to people who seem to care about a candidate with Hussein in his name. I can never get over it. Mm. Never. Mm-hmm. never. Mm-hmm. Not my yeah. president. Well, you know, it's pretty much a straight line from there to here. I'll be honest. Yeah. Uh, it made me so I mad this happened that out. I voted for a racist TV guy because I was so mm-hmm. upset. So upset. Yeah. Something, something must be fishy. There must be a conspiracy or something <laughs> to have a... Tan foreign guy there. Yeah. So I was at the inauguration. Me and, me and like two million of my favorite peoples. I went. That was cool because remember, I just got laid off a couple months back or not even a month ago. So uh, yeah, my brother lived outside DC. So I was like, fuck it. I'm going. Let's go. And it was great. I had a wonderful time. There were a lot of parties. I didn't even like sneak into any of the fancy balls or anything. I just, just like went to people's house parties and, uh, yeah, it, it was fun. It was so goddamn cold, though. Yeah, oh, I God. just keep thinking Why about how they do cold this in it January? must have been. Yeah, the, the, the footage from the White House right now is like, it looks like fucking Christmas. I didn't know it snowed that much in D.C. I mean, oh, yes. didn't one of our presidents die from a cold that he caught on Inauguration yes. Day? McKinley? Yes. Yeah, McKinley. So, wait, no, was it McKinley? No, McKinley got shot. The guy from Scrub. Yeah. Yeah. William Henry Harris. That's the one. Yeah. The William. I knew that I much. died in 30 days. <laughs> uh, yeah, but it, it was really cool. And it was also uh, the first time that someone hit on me and I got to tell them I was married. Ooh. And the look on his face of sheer confusion, because I was hanging out with my brother's quite a bit younger than me. And I was hanging out with all his friends and people even younger than that. And so I think they assumed I was like mid-20s. And when I say yes, no, I'm married, he was just sort of like, like first sort of confusion and disbelief and kind of anger like why are you lying to me <laughs> well the it proper really the proper response to that fellas is, is i don't care because i'm a feminist or is he cool <laughs> show me a picture of him <laughs> do you like to party is he... <laughs> does he like fancy balls <laughs> sorry couldn't get it out of my head for some reason uh, and uh, also on the twenty, 20- I just miss having a president that acts like an adult. No, he's not gonna order you burgers. <laughs> Obama would have nice meal. Michelle would have brought her a bunch of greens. Ugh. Yeah, give me a JBC. Right <laughs> Your in the cool white. drunk uncle gets you like McDonald's on the way home from so- from uh, football practice. A, a platter. Uh, uh. And in lighter news, oof, on uh, on June. 21st, Israel ends a three-week-long war. January 21st. <laughs> June. My bad. And then I just corrected you with July. Yeah, so see? January 21st, <laughs> Israel ends three-week-long war with Hamas. 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 Hamas? I didn't think anyone hated chickpeas that much, but <laughs> hey, 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 that's a Christian <laughs> joke. Is, what? Well, it's a dad joke. I ain't <laughs> a daddy yet. Yeah. Uh, is Hamas a, like the official leaders of Palestine at this point, or are they just a rogue faction? <laughs> They're in charge of parts. Okay. I guess would be the best way to put it. Yeah, that could have been bad. It's, it's complicated. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's complicated. And yes. Yeah, yeah. so anyway. Now into even more depressing news. Paul Blart Mall Cop is still number one at the box office. Are you happy, Sarah? <laughs> I'm so happy. You're so boxed for fucking that Paul Blart movie last week? Someone Somebody has to. to. Uh, but and mo- I hope that the people who follow me, uh, or fo- follow the, the podcast at, at 302010, appreciate that when I... 
put up something teasing what's coming up and I had to find an image for Paul Blart Mall Cop. How hard it was to find just an image of Paul Blart Mall Cop and not Mall Blart Pop Cop or... <laughs> oh, I thought it was real clever. Blar Blar Mar Blar. <laughs> oh my God. That fucking meme. <sighs> it's, we're talking about the movies, January 18th to 24th, 2009. So let's get classy. Uh, right away with Donkey Punch. Hey, uh, don't Google that. <laughs> no, Google that and Sarah's click I'm feeling lucky. <laughs> Donkey Punch, I've never heard of, I don't think. Uh, Nicola Burley and Tom it's, Burke. It, it's a, a British movie where it's sort of like, I know what you did last summer almost, where like a bunch of dudes are partying with these girls on a boat and like get wasted and one of them does a donkey punch which is an urban legend that you punch a woman in the back of the head and this is somehow pleasurable for a man while having sex with her is it because she kicks and tries to buck you off that's not how any of this works (laughs) i have anyway like i would say 90 percent of you the stuff you find in urban dictionary doesn't work no you can't superman a hoe your sperm is not that adhesive (sighs) no no, everything I'm that so... I, I, whenever I read those, I try to imagine <laughs> what age the person writing is, and is because I think that they're eleven. Yes, they are absolutely it's eleven. Like, yeah, you know, and that's when you like punch this bitch in the face, and then it, it's like that's not how that works. Or just a redditor that's of any age. Gross. <laughs> but yeah, he punches this girl in the back of the head, and it kills her. And now, what do we do with the body? Oh no, who cares? Very bad. Things. Very bad things, baby. Two thousand nine. Yeah. Even gr- um, if you can imagine something worse and grosser than very, very bad things. Oh, I still don't hate it yet. Uh, also out this week is Kill Shot starring Diane Lane, Mickey Rourke, Tom Jane, Rosario Dawson, and Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Yeah, with a cast like that and based on an Elmore Leonard story, you wouldn't expect this to go straight to DVD, but that's Ooh, what happened. Man, that must have been a real fuck up then. Mm. Yeah, well, it seems that it's not very good. Um, I was trying to find a decent clip and the best one I could find is too short because... Mickey Rourke plays a hitman, and there's like an FBI agent has to ask Diane Lane, like, would you know him if you saw him again? Yeah, he looks like Mickey Rourke. <laughs> that guy doesn't look like other people. Yeah, he looks like a melted <laughs> Halloween mask of Mickey Rourke. Like, that's... yeah, he's kind of distinctive looking. You yeah. can kind of spot him. Uh, uh, yeah. So unfortunately, we're just gonna go past it into other stuff. Like Outlander, starring Jesus Christ himself, Jim Caviezel. Yeah, not the TV show. Oh, but a weird ass movie. About aliens and Vikings. Yeah, um, I vaguely remember this. It looked very foreign. Why did it look so foreign? I guess it was probably mm. cheap. Because it's got Ron Perlman in it, too. <laughs> uh, let's hear a little bit of that. So who are you, Alana? And why were you there? I was hunting. Ah! Hunting what? Dragons. Think you can frighten us with children's stories. Why don't you tell me about your dragon? It's just a smudge of light in the darkness. It kills men, beasts, everything. And it smells like death. There's nothing like that here. Yes, there is. This thing has carved out a territory, and you are in it. Ooh, John Hurt. Uh, It's very strange in 2019 how cheap this looks compared to any episode of Game of Thrones. Oh, yeah. 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 Everything is just shot around a little bonfire, (laughs) basically. Yeah, or like hard blue. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Speaking of hard blue, (laughs) what a transition. Uh, An an Underworld spinoff? Is this a spinoff? 
Sequel? Prequel. 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 I, 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 Bill Nye again. I know a ton of people who yeah. love the Underworld movies. I don't hate him. I, I hated the first one and never watched another really? one. And now I feel like I need to reevaluate them because I know, I don't know, younger people who like swear by them. Because clearly somebody's seeing them. Uh, but yeah. this is the first prequel with Billy Nye. Because mm-hmm. he'd been in a previous right. one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, he's yes. in the previous one. This is the third one that then becomes a prequel explaining how the war between the vampires and the werewolves started mm-hmm. by basically being a Romeo and Juliet story. But this Romeo and Juliet story has buff Michael Shane. Ooh, Ooh. girl. Yeah, I'm in. Man, if he had just worked out, he could have taken down Nixon so much faster. <laughs> you have to find me for the last time. They were slaves to the vampires. Is this what you want? Until the lichens. We are not animals! Took a stand. Are you with me? On January 23rd, prepare for war. We can be slaves! We can be! Rise of the Lycans. Roar. Rise of the Lycans. It just feels so weird. It makes me feel so old that there's a a series as big as Underworld that I don't know shit about. So remember, mm. even when I didn't mm-hmm. like the other Blade movies, I still saw them. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I've not checked out Underworld. But oh man, do I remember this piece of shit. I'm trying to remember why. I think I think because like we were working in the games industry and we were getting desperate emails mm-hmm. from the people behind Inkheart. One of the Uh-oh. the last Brendan Fraser joints. Uh, Brendan Fraser, uh, Paul Bettany, Alan Mirren, Andy Serkis, and some other people in a story that may have mattered before we had non-public domain characters combining in every film. Hmm. Hey, look, it's that book you're always looking for. When he opened a book called Inkheart. Once upon a time, there was a traveling fire juggler with magical powers. The story came to life. Your voice brought them out of the book. Now, the adventure is so real. It's just like the illustration in the book. It will jump off the page. You should be more careful. From the best-selling book, Inkheart. Oof, yes. Brennan Fraser can bring to life what he reads aloud. Okay, we've had... There. How many times have... This is... Click? Basically, I don't know. Or bedtime stories, which we talked about literally two weeks ago. It's as good as the end of Neverending Story. Yeah. So there, you're never going to make a whole movie out of that. They tried. It's awful. No. Oh. <laughs> this story looks like it could have been, it has all the elements of things that I would like in a movie like this. Mm. But yeah, I don't even remember this coming out. So. Oh, probably because your attention was hogged by Revolutionary Road. That's actually 100% true. <laughs> I was like really excited for Revolutionary Road to come I just, out. I feel like every single movie with any fantasy element at all is trying to be Harry Potter at this point. Yeah. Yeah, and I going through a bunch of these. I thought and, I may have remembered. I guess this one's not as Harry Pottery, but it still feels like a. Uh, well, that's that's the thing. I like don't care. they were whipping up everything based on a book into Harry Potter style, even if it wasn't. Mm-hmm. And I think I maybe mm-hmm. remembered reading that about this. Like this was a little more lighthearted, but it needed to appear to the audience like Harry Potter. And it's another book series, so you know there'll be more of them. Are excited? Does that excite you to know you'll be at more of these? Like, no, man. Like, let the first one be good first. Uh, anyway, moving on to Re- Revolutionary Road, which made it had, had oh, a s- small release Oof. last year. But yeah. It, but it is notable because it's not every day where the main stars of the most successful movie of all time 10 years ago reunite mm-hmm. um, and 
I think arguably maybe share more screen time together. Well, and also are the subject of like um, public mythology about them. Mm -hmm. Like there are a couple of on-screen couples that the public through like tabloids and People Magazine, whoever, they just want them to like be together in real life. So like whenever they show up in a movie together, it's like a big deal. And I feel like Leonardo DiCaprio and Kate Winslet Mm -hmm. also have given interviews where they talk about being like so close and best friends. They always love each other so much. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So like this was like very exciting, I think, for a lot of people. I I do think they probably they shared an experience that was like probably like more intense than marriage. That movie they worked on for like a fucking year and they were mostly in freezing cold water tanks together. So like yeah. that that clearly they have a bond. It's definitely something. And I think that's I don't know, I would say all somewhat cruelly exploited in revolutionary. Just what a well, turn. Because if you like Titanic, it's, you're not going to like this. this. Oh no. No, this is going to hurt you deep in your soul. And right. then it's extra weird in that like this oh the screen couple is back together but they're being directed by her husband and then mm-hmm. they split up not a long time after this. Mhm. Leo. That's which is an extra layer. Interesting. Could have been Michael but Shannon. It, he's in the movie too. Well, and Michael Shannon's there, mm-hmm. and, and he's great. And, uh, what's her name? Who's also in Titanic's there? Kathy Bates Kathy is Bates? also there. So you're like, no, unsinkable Molly Brown. You've got to stop this sadness. <laughs> yeah. So I was really excited about the film because I had read the book, which was a uh, 1961 novel by Richard Yates. I just somehow. Mm-hmm. That book came across my desk at some point, and I so I read it, and Ooh. I really liked it. It's super fucking depressing, but I was really oh, excited God. to see that. Oh, they're making a movie out of it. I always love to see a movie. What's, made out what's of the book. what's the story here? Hmm. It's been a minute since I've seen it, but basically, they're like Leonardo DiCaprio and Kate Winslet are a young couple who fell in love. It's set during the mid sixties. Sixties, Diana. I want to say. Yeah, late 50s, late 50s, early 60s, or maybe yeah. mid 60s. Sorry, but... they meet in 48. Okay. So, so yeah, and then they get married. The main thing I remember from the book, but more so from the movie, is just this is just the story of an unhappy marriage and two people who are kind of forced into this like suburban <laughs> life without yep. um, a lot of fulfillment. And I don't know, should we spoil the ending? <laughs> Let's, oh. Let's watch the trailer first. I, <laughs> I thought we shared this secret. I thought we'd be wonderful in the world. I remember the first day you came off the train. You just seemed special. We can't go on pretending that this is the life we wanted. We had plans. I just wanted us to live again. What's stopping us? This is our one chance. Revolutionary Road. Exclusive engagement December 26th. Rated R. It's very weird. This is like all these fan fics in people's heads about what would have happened if Rose and Jack survived. Yeah. And then, then you get this. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you, get this. you get this. This this very cookie cutter middle class life that they uh, just sort of end up falling into. And they keep trying to... Think of like, let's move to Paris. Let's do something mm-hmm. exciting. But mm-hmm. it's like, but now they're sort of stuck in this and they resent each other and they just start clawing at each other. Mm-hmm. Oh, and, and they have kids. They have well. kids. Yeah. Uh, now I'm king of the mortgage rose. And it's like, <laughs> <laughs> it's, I have, I'm of two minds about it because on one hand, I, I think a lot of us that have like grown up and thought that they were going to like 
be something bigger than they were potentially like when they were in high school and then like oh I'm gonna live in Paris and like blah 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 and your life doesn't turn out that way like I think we can all like taste that disappointment and like understand what that feels like I moved out to California (laughs) to end up with a lot of Nintendo games and a cat yeah it was the whole goal the whole time (laughs) but then on the other hand too like so I really feel that but on the other hand I want to be like you know it's like the mid 60s set like this movie is set during the mid 60s mm-hmm. maybe shut the fuck up white people who are doing great and have a beautiful <laughs> house and a beautiful life and mm-hmm. don't have to worry about much and have great jobs maybe shut the fuck up a little bit maybe yeah. like or maybe you work and try to help others and maybe you'll find that fulfilling right, right. yeah Right, or maybe eat and drink yourself stupid every single day mm-hmm. and try not to think about it. Or maybe take out all your frustrations on your children and turn them into <laughs> the horrible baby boomers we have now. I, know this, I don't know. You got options. I don't know the spoiler. <laughs> I didn't. I've not seen this movie. I only read the reviews. Okay. So yeah. you want to know? What yes, I the do. End? I'm not going to watch this. Well, towards the end, oh, we boy. find out that she's pregnant again, and she's like, "I do not want to have this fucking baby. It's going to take us even further down this." revolutionary road that we do not want to be down. I don't know. I don't know. And so she gives herself an abortion and bleeds out and dies. (laughs) I mean, I mean, that's tragic. (laughs) Yeah. So. Oh, uh, okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm glad I knew that. See, all right, yes. No, what, what? We couldn't let a bunch it was of... Su- it, it's a very depressing I'm not movie. not trying to trick a bunch of teenage girls into watching Revolutionary Road. What are you going to learn? Is it a good movie, though? I don't know. Yeah? I yeah. think so. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. It falls in that category yeah, it's of... It's the kind of movie it's like you watch once and it's like, and I have no need to right. watch yes, that again. precisely. And I saw it in the theaters when it came out, and so that's why I'm a little rusty on some of the details, But because after that I was like, I'm good. I was, I was on a mm-hmm. I was on a date with a girl and I, I said like um like uh just mentioned something offhanded about like oh in the bedroom that was a great movie and she's mm-hmm. like I watched that when I got home why'd you do that to me I'm like <laughs> it's a good movie but like yeah you got yeah. you got to be in the mood for that kind of horrible shit yeah uh anyway moving to television of two thousand nine January eighteenth to the twenty fourth shut up ladies well done <laughs> <Shut> <laughs> up. I don't need your fucking pity uh, because Viva Pinata <laughs> is over the, oh finally our long national night no Viva Pinata is quite lovely <laughs> mm-hmm. d- d- wait is Viva Pinata a game you liked I yes yeah. yeah yeah I played that that was cute yeah it's a it's kind I of mean, a neat is it game a game for children then yes it probably is at my skill level <laughs> video game. well I don't think it, not not in terms of a game for children but a uh, charming game for everyone a la Pokemon like I think that's what Microsoft mm-hmm. is trying to make and it got a CG cartoon for a little while. I never saw it. Um, yep. And also on the 18th, with Viva Pinata, the Lord giveth, the Lord taketh away. Um, but we do get United States of Terra debuts. Mm-hmm. Tony Collette's uh, United States of Terra. Is that a Diablo Cody created show? Uh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. I never saw it. <laughs> never did, at Showtime. Neither did I. Debuted on Showtime. Uh, Tony Collette plays a mother and wife with multiple per- personality disorder, I believe. Mm-hmm. MPD. Mm-hmm. Um, it got, like, people really, really liked it. Um, and I think it was pretty critically acclaimed as well. But that one somehow just escaped me. It, it's understandable because, like, in, in the talk we had recently about Sopranos that, like, HBO 20 year, years ago redefined television. I mm-hmm. think got to coast on that for a really long time. Premium Cable got to coast on that. Yeah. And then we, did we talk about the debut of The Shield or the end of The Shield? We talked about the end of The, the Shield. The end of The Shield. The debut of The Shield was just like, well, they're saying everything but fuck. Cock, shit, nudity, it's all here, and it's uh, it's feels uncensored. And like, mm-hmm. F- I think FX took the reins of HBO 
10 years afterwards, and then AMC ran with it because mm-hmm. we're in a, a Mad Men world at this point. And I'm, I'm saying that to segue into Big Love Season 3 premiere, yes. Block Party, because like I never thought Big Love was like really any good. I love Big Love. No, I thought Big I, Love was good. I feel bad like that it. I never watched United States of Terror because I just don't have Showtime. I don't have Showtime. Yeah. Because Toni Collette can do anything. She's amazing. She amazingly underrated as, mm-hmm. as an actor. Did she have multiple I'm personality really disorder? People... Was that the thing? The yeah. character? Yeah. I'm, re- yeah. I'm really glad that, you know, she got attention for heredity, hereditary and stuff because she's an amazing fucking actor. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, it's sort of like, I don't know if I want to go back and watch that one. Maybe it's it's lower priority mm-hmm. for me and than a bunch of other stuff. Me, some, Big Love, I did watch start to finish. Show me on Big Love because I like, like, this premise is not as interesting as they think it is. Oh, it is so phenomenally interesting. It so. is every week just an amazing character study plus the tension, I think, Almost the same matched tension as The Sopranos week to week with peril, except for not death. Oh, that's right. Like, the church hated them. Your whole life crashing down, mm. but not death necessarily. Well, the, the church was like mad at them or something like that. Yeah. Because, yeah. well, I mean, because it's about people who are polygamist Mormons, but they're not actually part of the official Latter day Saints yeah. church because mm-hmm. they don't condone polygamy anymore. Mm-hmm. And um, all because, by the way, homophobia. That is that was the big split in the Mormon Church. Good on you. <laughs> I got two wives, so do I. But two wives in bed at the same time—that's a gay thing, and we hate that stuff. What? Like for real, that was the Mormon split was over the homosexuality of having more than one of your wives in bed at the same time. But the Lord says that's gay. I'm not joking. I thought it was to get statehood for Utah. <laughs> yeah, I'm telling you, that's because the nation said, or the the Fed said, like, uh, yeah, you got to follow our laws. I don't, I, God spoke to me, and he said we can stop that. I read this 20 years ago. There was a giant split within the church over that, like that kind of shit. Okay, the gayness of I having more than one of your wives in bed that. at the same time. Hmm. Mormons bringing us fun shit. Well, anyways, the best thing the Mormons brought us was Big Love. And season yeah. three <laughs> premiere starts with Block Party where um, they, A, uh, Bill, the late Bill Paxson. Wait, that that wasn't his name in the show, was it? The late Bill Paxson? Yeah, yeah it was. No, yeah. but his na- his character's <laughs> name wasn't Bill, was it? Yeah, it was. Yeah. Okay, it was Bill. I okay. remember Chloe Sevigny calling him the late Bill Paxton every time he showed up <laughs> for third dinner. Anyways, and- so he's like toying with the idea of introducing a fourth wife, Anna, who is this, that whole situation is just endlessly fascinating. I mean, it also helps that the acting is phenomenal. Like the, mm-hmm. the actresses yeah. especially are amazing in it. Um, and then they are also working on, because he's an entrepreneur in a sense and he's constantly trying to make money for all of his families that they're like three homes attached to one another where yeah all it's a compound live. essentially yeah. he is also yeah he's trying to figure out it's a like way a domestic to open. disney world you walk into the entrance and there's this wheel and spokes that go off to different worlds i mean as someone <laughs> i'm like one of the most least domestic people that you mm-hmm. could possibly meet if big love could make that look attractive to me that i feel like that's a pretty effective show that's because you want to be Bill Paxton. Yes. Yeah, it's not going to yes. happen. <laughs> Chloe Sevigny is a snack. But yeah, and then he's also trying to open a Mormon-friendly casino <laughs> with the Native Americans who have the casino, casino rights in the area. So it's just... And the Lord f- said, let it ride. I will go to bat for this show all day long. It's so good. Yeah, it does fall off by the end. Yes, it gets crazy. Seasons one through four, at least, are all really good. Mm-hmm. I like the theme song. 
but that's not really big love can't claim that mm. which uh, which theme song oh, we'll right, get to that it. in a year when we get to the season four premiere where they change theme songs that's in right it. can't afford the out. beach boys anymore but i also uh grew weary of the l word yeah my girl was really into it i gotta play a little bit of that theme song just because it does make me so nostalgic sure yeah. yeah. Jennifer Beals, she is the best. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. It, it's it's that, that thing of like, I'm going to be shitty again. Like, HBO is really classy and Showtime is really schlocky. And, and some of this I, I didn't hate. And then some of this is like, this is fucking terrible. Yes. <laughs> so no. Half these characters are terrible. This is a bad Fox sitcom. The L word was not perfect mm-hmm. by any means. Uh, and on the 18th, we see the season six, the last season premiere with Long Days, Long Nights Journey into Day, where we find Jennifer Schechter, the main, ostensibly the main character. They find her dead. And... Ooh. The whole season is like a series of flashbacks and the police are questioning different characters throughout the first that episode to find out who kills her. Guess what? We never Butler? find out who oh. kills her. Um, ah. Yeah, it's really... It's probably the Russian they let people, go in the Pine Barrens. Yeah. <laughs> That's, uh, <laughs> people are angry about it. And I was too. I mean, that season sucked. Jenny was a terrible character she's a despicable person and despicable character throughout the entire series um but to murder her off and then not even tell us who ended up murdering her also like most of the main characters did have some sort of motive to murder her and to just leave it without anything made a lot of fans angry damn this is a that's fucking nuts yeah it's a big fucking sunday for chick shows holy shit it really is Uh, and also on the 18th, Deathstroke Housewives airs its 100th episode. 100 episodes. Mm-hmm. And I, I I, pulled it just because, A, uh, it's based around Bo Bridges plays a handyman oh. in the neighborhood. Who He's back. Exactly. <laughs> who dies of a heart attack. And oh. then the housewives reminisce about how he you say seduces everyone. Oh, God, oh. I wish. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, it's such a weird show to have 100 episodes that have any of us watch a single episode of that? Yeah, I've been oh, to the yeah. set. No, I've been oh. to the set. I can say that because oh. it's on the Universal Studios tram tour for some reason still in Universal Hollywood. I mean, during this time... You know, I'll yell again. It's here we see the set of Desperate Housewives. A, it's been five years and that show's over. Yeah. B, this is the fucking Burbs. It is the Burbs set. <laughs> yeah. Ugh, it's, so uh, it's no, just, it's not even that. It's the Leave It to Beaver set. <laughs> it's strange to have an, a, a, a series like this that could not be probably more in my wheelhouse and yet I have never seen a single episode of it and to have the star power behind it. That's I true. mean, the, the yeah. actors on it, at this time, Kyle MacLachlan was a, a regular actor on Ooh. it. Like, it's right in my wheelhouse and yet, most none of us have seen an episode. It's kind of bizarre. That's going to be a common theme throughout most of this because uh, shit, I, I'll rattle that off. The Lie to Me premieres with yeah. Tim Roth, and, and for some reason, like I have swag from that show for some reason for some con. I I've seen to. it. I've I just seen want to throw away the whole series. Mm-hmm. I love it. Really? Yeah. I mean, it's I like, like a pro- it's one of those procedurals where the main character is some sort of a savant in some way. He's in this one. He studies micro expressions and body oh. language. Yeah, and his team like solve crimes based I on. I knew that. you were lying because I heard you right. fuck. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you if you like that sort of thing, this one's uh, right. it's pretty great. And a, I love Tim Roth as a big cartoon nerd. And I didn't even know this happened because um, it's, it's not the kind of thing. Obviously, everything you like comes back now. It feels mm-hmm. like that that's happening a lot more. But Cartoon Network was kind of very kind to its shows and treated them very well. 
And Powerpuff Girls had been off the air for five years. And to celebrate its 10th anniversary, here, Tom Kenny recut a promo. Oh, yeah! At Chemical X, thus the Powerpuff Girls were born! And we're celebrating a massive 10 years of the show! Don't miss a cook-is-kicking minute of lots of bubbles and buttercup! Featuring 10 of their most vile arch enemies! And 10 of show creator Craig McCracken's favorite episodes! Leading up to Powerpuff Girls Rule, a brand new episode at 8! And so, once again, the day is saved thanks to the Powerpuff Girls' 10th anniversary! All day this Monday, starting at 6 a.m. That's, I think that's so that's neat. That's so fun. That's so neat. They celebrate a 10-year anniversary of a show that hasn't aired in five years and then make one new episode. And then the show it. would come back, uh, I think, was it last year or the year before? 2017? I think it's gone again. But Powerpuff Girls, they could come back again. Who knows? Uh, a show that can never come back uh, is Lost. Thank God. <laughs> it's season five premiere happening <sighs> on January 21st. And season five was when, like, man, I was really mad. Yeah. Really, really. Mm. Mad. At this point, I was hate watching. We were actually going over to the Aaron's house to watch it every week, and I was hate watching in protest. It was really interesting how that show became like a bunch of people like kind of holding each other. What? Can you believe that happened in this episode? To a bunch of people coming in the next day, like kind of like kicking like hands in their pockets, like <laughs> looking down, like fucking lost, I'm fucking tired of this shit. When is this going to end? Mm-hmm. And this, like, if the flash forwards weren't weird enough. The speak. The show was already spinning its wheels this time, literally, mm. to move the island back to the seventies, to right. basically like mm. get rid of most of its cast. <laughs> right. Because I mean, shit, that budget had to be insane. But uh, to to basically boil down the show to five cast members, and at this point, I was like, dude, if you go back in time for a full season, you're wasting everybody's that time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like that. That's such bullshit. Mm-hmm. Uh, this sucked. I hated this season. And I, I, I don't think I would have stuck it through except for how, how fun the first season, first two seasons of Lost were. Yeah. Uh, but season five, goddamn. Now we're go, we go back to the Dharma Initiative in the 70s. I think Black. now, 10 years later, I don't think the show would have lasted beyond two seasons. No, I don't think so. I, but it's, I don't know if it would last beyond one, to be honest. I, I want to go back and examine that because the, the shows that came in its wake all lasted one season. And they tried to do drastic horse shit like this, like real comic book stuff. And uh, which I I, sh- I wish I could celebrate more, but man, this was fucking stupid. Mm-hmm. And the show only righted itself <laughs> next season because it ended, and they had to wrap up stuff. Because here is just fucking wheel spinning. They go back in time to be completely ineffectual and undo most of the season. Mm-hmm. It's so fucking crazy. Yeah, my only hope for them like going back in time and all that stuff is like. Could they just go in a different direction now? I mean, it would be such a giant fuck you to the audience, but let's just have it be about, let's just have it be a new show. Yeah. yeah. I don't fucking care now. Because like, he... You've already dropped so many stupid mysteries that you made this thing that was going to be a big thing and it wasn't a big thing. So go for it. Yeah. Reboot the whole show. Fine. Be a dick. Alias did that. Another Double mm-hmm. J show. Yeah. Like just two years later, what the fuck happened? Well, even the main character doesn't know. We're going to figure that out this season. And it mm-hmm. was fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I wish that something like that would have happened. But like, man, oh, so I, I know people like they're lost. Yeah. And I hate bitching about it. No, I think, after, I mean, we've been bitching about Lost for like a couple of weeks now. I think, well, after this, we'll, give it, a, we'll give it a rest for year, a little everyone. while. Don't worry. One more year. <laughs> yeah. That's all we have to do. Uh, but video games of 2009, January 18th to the 24th, baby, Artanelico 2, Melody of Metaphilite. Look, I'm not going to try and pronounce every Artanelico game that comes out because it gets a little ridiculous. Star Ocean, Second Evolution. I know Diana's husband is happy. He loves his barrels and he loves his Star Ocean. It comes out on PSP. 
Uh, Sim Animals, back when uh, the Sim series was kind of out of fucking control. And so there's, for Nintendo systems, you can uh, have just an animal version of the Sims. Um, or, a.k.a. a pet. A pet, yeah. yeah but it was, I think it got rid of the people altogether. And, just get a pet. Uh, the Maw, an interesting game about an unstoppable eating thingy. Uh, is that from the Behemoth? Mm. I can't remember. It's very cute uh, and charming. And Skate Two is probably the biggest game of that week. I remember making fun of that game's trailer and getting bad messages from EA's PR. It was like, and uh, I was being super edge lordy about it. But now, I'm like, oh yeah, I really am shitting on this thing you worked on for two years. My bad. Yeah. Uh, but Skate Two, uh, Skate is a game most people are anxiously awaiting a comeback for. Uh, whereas Tony Hawk was mostly face button based, Skate turned the analog sticks of your controller into your legs. Oh, wow. And, uh, yeah, it kind of filmed you huh. from the waist down, and you had to treat the con- you know, control sticks like yeah. your fucking legs. It's an, uh, It was kind of a... I could never get the hang of it, but it, I, I respected it. And it got one more game, and that was all Skate wrote. But uh, Skate 2 might be a high point, because I think it at least sold well. But that's 2009 in a nutshell, everyone. Uh, we w- I always encourage you to leave your comments at uh, lasertimepodcast.com, 302010.net, just underneath this episode... Uh, or you can do it at uh, 302010podcast at, on Twitter, or you can do it on the Laser Time Facebook community, because we do gather all your comments. We have a Listener Strike Back episode exclusively for patrons that we do every month uh, that is really, really fun, where you guys correct us somewhat, mm-hmm. or uh, fill in the gaps yeah. of the things we didn't get to talk about very often, and it's it's always super yeah. rewarding. Go to Bat, Go for, to bat for Underworld, mm-hmm. Lies of the, uh, Rise of the Lichens, because mm-hmm. I have nothing to say about it, even though I saw it. I was just sort of like, yeah, whatever. I, I will say I'm the... sure somewhere out there, there is someone who is going to write us an essay about the deep, meaningful themes of it. And I look forward to reading that. In, in the previous Listener Strike Back episode, I was so happy with the comments about Babylon 5. Yeah. Because it's like, it wasn't mm-hmm. like, you fucking assholes, how dare you? Like, you weren't there. It's hard to go back and revisit this. But if you were there, this was so much fucking fun. And hearing people describe what was great about Babylon 5 and like the way we talk about The Sopranos, you can talk about that way about Babylon 5, mm-hmm. but you can't go back. It's it's a sci-fi show with bad effects and probably a poor resolution and I would assume great acting. But like I love hearing people talk about that without yelling at us. That like This show is grand yeah. and I recommend no one watch it. It will not work for you again. Like I, 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 I love that. I love reading those comments. But like three paragraphs on how the show's great, and then do not recommend. And, 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 um, I, I really, really love that. So do check that out. Once again, we are almost entirely listener supported, as is the whole Laser Time Network, which includes Laser Time, Bonus Time, Video Game Apocalypse, our video game show every Friday, uh, thirty twenty ten. And more question mark? That's up to you. Patreon.com slash laser time for the price of a cup of coffee. You can support all of us, keep our hosting and equipment up, uh, keep everybody eaten and paid. Um, it doesn't cost you that much. We will try to give you as much as we can in return. Hopefully we can we can make a return to some video commentary soon. It's not really up to us if people want to shut off our video streaming services, but we do want to do that very soon. But there are over a hundred movie commentaries featuring the gang from 302010 and Laser Time, past and present. Uh, over there as well as some exclusive video commentaries you can't get anywhere else a weekly exclusive podcast and of course a monthly exclusive 302010 podcast and a recent uh eights wrap up 88 98 2008 we wrapped it all up what did the best what movies won all the awards what tv shows got all the emmys it's a really fun way to re- to like cap a year if you've been listening that long and if you have 
maybe you want to consider supporting your boys and gals at uh, at Laser Time in 30 2010. We would really appreciate that. Diana, where can people find you? Uh, they can find me on Twitter at LeCineNerd, L-E-C-I-N-E-N-E-R-D. And also, again, at 302010podcast on Twitter. Diana, with the death of your plugs, um, <laughs> <laughs> tell us who died. Oh, we only have one death this week, but oh, it makes me sad. Uh, 1989, we lost Salvador Dali. He was 84. That's I, I didn't think there was any overlap in our lives. Right. Because I don't I don't even know what he looks like, but I know I could like... Oh, yes, you oh, do. Yes, you do. You think so? The mustache? Oh, yes, you do. I don't know, man. I, I feel like I... But I could... I don't know what he looks like right now, but like if you showed me a painting like, that's a dolly. Yeah. I could point out one yeah. of his paintings. So sure. it feels like he's much older. As a result of that. Yeah, because yeah, we don't well, really... that's true, because I mean, yeah, you think of him as coming up in like maybe the 20s, 30s, 40s. Yeah. Right. But uh, yeah, no, that that mustache. I mean, he, he literally painted with it sometimes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> was, and, and like, his paintings are like super crazy weird, you know, but if you like look at the detail on him, you realize, oh, he could paint totally normal. Yeah. If right. he just wanted to paint a portrait, he would do a normal por- That's not what he wants to do. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. I love yeah. that. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. And also, also, I have to plug, please go on YouTube and look up uh, Salvador Salvador Dali on What's My Line. It is so funny because oh. this is a guy who knew how to sell himself. And so he goes on What's My Line, which is where like people have to guess 20 question style who the person is. And so they ask him things like, are you known for your work in the theater? And he's like, yeah. And like, uh-huh. so, are, are you an athlete? And he's like, yes. the host is like well you're not known for being an athlete and he's like shaking his head angrily like yes i am (laughs) it is so funny yeah anyway i'm real brushed a cat no no, never mind but uh but i I was always looking for um when they i think around this time when disney finished its collaboration dolly did with disney about 10 years mm-hmm. ago and they toured it only in theaters. I'm mm-hmm. sure it's available online, but I've never been able to see it because hmm. for years you'd only see it in theaters in a world before stealing and uploading onto YouTube. Uh, there was only yep. a clip you could see of it. I forget what that's called, but I think it was a whole documentary yeah. about Dolly and Disney. And yeah, there is. And there's also a clip. Uh, he worked with Hitchcock on the movie Spellbound. He did mm-hmm. a, a dream sequence in it, which you, you can should. find on YouTube also. It's really cool. Fucking rad. Um, but Diana, with the deaths comes the births. Birthday. Birthday. Okay, birthday quiz time. All right, this week, born January 21st, 1956. Happy 63rd birthday to a woman I am going to say right now is probably the tallest female Oscar winner. Tallest? Tallest female Oscar winner. Is it that girl from Third Rock from the Sun? Kristen Johnson? That one. She didn't win an Oscar, no. What? Not yet. The injustice. Tall now, being six feet tall, not a surprise. She was a model uh, until Sidney Pollock, who we just talked about, cast her in Tootsie, where she plays a soap opera actress. Brianna oh, Tarth. Um, Gina Davis. Good. Gina Davis. Oh, yeah. Damn it. You always get the lady ones, and I won that time in my head. And your stupid right. scorecard that you're keeping that you shouldn't. Brings us. Because it's going to hurt. It's going to hurt every day. Antista 2, Sarah 1 from oh. 2019. 2019, I am ahead, baby. Also, I did not know that she founded a research institute on gender in media and a film festival in Bentonville, Arkansas, dedicated Mm -hmm. to diversity. Yeah, she's kind of amazing. She's also an archer. Could have been in the Olympics. And if I'm not mistaken... almost made the Olympic team. And just the list of movies of hers that we have talked about, Mm -hmm. like, I, I can't not recommend any of them. Even The Fly, Earth Girls Are Easy, Long Kiss Goodnight, Accidental Tourist, and Beetlejuice. 
I, I think Sam Jackson was I can't just can't really say no to any of those. Sam, yeah. Sam Jackson was just on the Tonight Show, and they asked him, "What's your five favorite characters you've ever played?" And he, I think his favorite one he may have said was "Long Kiss Goodnight," wow, which is a really really fun movie, and yeah. like both of those characters are amazing. And in nineteen ninety six, like you hadn't really seen anything like that before. Mm-hmm. That movie is really mm-hmm. fucking fun, uh, partially because yeah. of Gina Davis. Um, but goddamn, I just want to recommend that again. Keep listening to thirty twenty ten people. Because you could executive produce the show, such as uh, Perpetual Christopher. He did uh, this week. He's the executive producer. As are Perpetual Christopher. A bunch of other fine folks at patreon.com slash lasertime who help keep the Lasertime network going. Uh, Once again, Lasertime this week is all about how to ban a film, something, Mm -hmm. a topic that was based Mm -hmm. on something we talked about on this show. So you you might dig it as we talk about the ways films can be banned. Why does China hate Back to the Future? The answer is hilarious. May surprise you. <laughs> it's, mm. it's hilarious. Uh, find all that and more on lasertimepodcast.com as well as wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, <laughs> you know, hopefully we end up fixing that. But of course, oh, after the Tone Loke talk in 89, we got to close out with Funky Cold Medina. Folks, we will see you next week and as we exit the Januaries. We close out the Januaries, the nines. I promise the, yeah, the movies will get better. better. Yeah, the movies will get better. All right, see you next week, everyone. At a bar, and I'm looking for some action. But like Mick Jagger said, I can't get no satisfaction. The girls are all around, but none of them want to get with me. My threads are fresh, and I'm looking deaf. Yo, what's up with LOC? The girls are all jocking at the other end of the bar, having drinks with some no name chump when they know that I'm a star. So I got them shows over to the other side of the cantina. I asked the guy why he's so fly, he said, Funky Cole Medina. <laughs>